Welcome to our weekly podcast of Womankind Collective with me, Lou Hawkins Thompson, and me, Jinty Sheeran. We will talk all things woman, so get the kettle on and settle in for a chat and probably a lot of laughter along the way. Our topic this week is homeopathy and hormones, and we talked to Caroline Gaskin, an accomplished homeopath, hormonal health expert, and menopause specialist with over 20 years' experience. We will find out more about homeopathy and how it can support our menopause transition and beyond. In the book collective, we take our first dip into our new book, Second Spring, by Kate Codrington. This month's foodie collective theme is funky salads. Great for this hot weather. And we have a delicious one for you to try this week. Find out how we are getting on with our sun salutation, WI. And finally, we will have a quote for the week. We've had some great comments again this week, Lou, haven't we? We most certainly have. Um, the week before last, we were talking about eyesight and menopause and Dina at Menopause Pilates told us when I had my daughter aged 40 plus, I came out of hospital hospital and my eyes had drastically changed hormonal stuff. Then into perimenopause, every checkup, I needed a new prescription. Dry eyes were a menace, a big shift since HRT. The dry eyes have gone and sight has slowly steadied. Uh, can't see, but it's not getting any worse. <laughs> so I totally relate. Good. I'm glad I'm not on my own, uh, Dina. I, can I just say I'm sat opposite Jintz and she's got her new glasses on mm. and they don't need scaffolding and they're, they're very gorgeous. And she's got a Versace pair. Well, Versace, darling. I thought if I'm going to do it. Do it well. Do it in style. Um, Ali agrees and says, oh, my. Oh, my. my. (laughs) (laughs) I thought I didn't read that properly. (laughs) Oh, my. I have really struggled with eyes since perimenopause. Yoga by Claudia loves our new book choice, um, Second Spring, saying, ah, oh, one of my fave books. Luckily, with downloads to listen to when your eyes pack in completely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's useful. And our lovely Eleanor enjoyed how to get what you want from your GP, commenting another fab and informative, as always, podcast. She also loved last week's episode telling us Thanks, lovelies, for an interesting topic. And to Lisa for sharing her story. I learned so much. Oh, thanks, Ellen. Thanks for listening. Um, Mrs. Menno Cause wins the prize, if if we had one, Lou, for the best comment of the series, saying, another interesting poddy with, with the chatty girls. As for topless, it has been said that I have great little titties. <laughs> Unfortunately, they sit aloft a great big belly, so I shall keep all covered. But in this heat my coverage is as small as I dare sleeveless sleeveless tops and longish shorts or a diaphanous frock now I, I never love heard that, that word, word. ruminous ruminous diaphanous yeah. I had to look it up yes it does mean ruminous voluminous yeah volume <gasps> lovely fabulous and body space movement on Instagram commented about snoring that we looked into last week saying I have also found mouth taping as described in Breath, breathe by James breath. breath by James Nestor has helped st- me to stop snoring and reduce symptoms of sleep apnea. I will be listening to it in this episode for sure. And uh, um, anyone wants to know more about breathing properly and mouth taping, please listen to episode two, series three with our guest, um, 
and oxygen advantage instructor Joanna. Mm. She was lush. I remember yeah. her. Yeah, so that was informative. A great episode, wasn't it? Um, and finally, Mrs. Menno Cause again told us organ donation. I have signed up to donate my body to medical science, but there are some bodies that cannot be received, like over Christmas, for example. I wondered if I would be automatically be divided between organ recipients. I hope so. All the best to Lisa, her mother, and the doggos too. Well, yeah, we should look into that because it's quite important, isn't it? Mm. I don't think anything happens. Like, according to Lisa, nothing happens automatically, does it? You no. have to have, I think perhaps if you're on the register. And I, what, what sort of shocked me, I think, or well, not shocked me, what really surprised me was it had to be a hospital death. Yes. To be an organ donation. I just thought you yeah. died and, yeah. you know, and, and the, that was it. You yeah. know, you donate organs, but it, it makes that window of opportunity and people to, to get very organs from it's very small people, yeah. yeah yeah so Lou how has your week been hot hot I haven't turned to ash even though I'm <laughs> ginger and the BBC have told me what I must do is not leave the house or I will die, will die. don't do anything. well I've come up here and yeah. I'm still still, still going alive. still alive well done uh, so anyway, my, my not not too much of an adventurous week this week. Not like last week in Duran Duran, but um, I am out of Lenzetto. So the pharmacy owed me a Lenzetto. Lenzetto is is the, an HRT spray in case e, yeah, estrogen um, HRT transdermal spray. And um, so I phoned up the pharmacy, and they haven't got it in. They cannot get it in. They haven't got it. All they've tried, you know everywhere um so i'm going to go back on the gel so i'm just letting you know we've still got completely yeah up shortages yeah shit where's the czar shit's creek yeah. with the freaking hrt yeah and where, where is the czar hashtag where's the czar yeah and also the the pharmacy assistant was so lovely to me this morning i burst into tears oh bless because you. i haven't had my i haven't had um any yeah. any estrogen for two days now except this morning mm. uh, mrs menno calls thank you so much ripped the bottom off my lenzetta and got three more sprays out of it because well i'm done. on three sprays so yeah so thank you very much for that but um it's an issue isn't it it, it is an issue yeah so um, i am my mood is up and down like a tom cat's pants at the moment as you would say yes yeah but, it is. Um, so get get back on the gel Lou, for now. yes I will do once they send it over. So I just wanted to quickly talk to you as well. On a different note, emojis. Oh, okay. So you know, yes. we know the emojis, mm -hmm. the, and there's a whole new hieroglyphic, isn't oh, it? Yeah. You can upset people. <clears throat> yes. Well, you can. And I'm going to be, I'm just going to go through a couple. Obviously, this is visual, so I'm just going to describe them to you. So the emojis and their sexual meaning. Okay. I didn't know this. I mean, the the aubergine I knew meant penis. That's an obvious one. That's an yeah. obvious one. Do you know what the taco means? No. It means vagina. Does it? Yeah, so the taco, the field to the taco. Wow. So that's She's vagina. She's doing something with her hands. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, the cherries, they got two cherries. Cherries could be uh, boobs or something. Boobs, yeah. or I'm about to pop my cherry. Yeah, okay. A bit late for us. Yeah. Um, 
And you know the three drops of water in the where the weather is, where it looks like it's oh, raining? Yeah, what's that? So it's either sweat or cum. I mean, I use that quite oh, a lot I... when I'm going to work and it's <laughs> a rainy me, day. It's raining, mum. <laughs> <laughs> you might want to rethink it. Yeah, I don't think my mum would know either, no. so that's fine. That's okay. <laughs> and there's the, the purple devil. Yes. Do you know what that one means? No. Horny. Oh, well, yes, that's obvious, I suppose. And you know there's that on the yellow faces, there's the, the smirky face where there's sort of eyes closed yep. and mouth up. Do you know what that means? No. Horny again. Oh, mm -hmm. be careful you send that to. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I use that one quite a lot. Yeah. And and also like, hmm, I don't know. Yeah, I that, use it as meh. that. Yeah, yeah. meh. Yeah. Meh. Um, a pretzel. Do you know what the pretzel emoji no. is? It means a sex position position looking forward to what you want to do when you meet up how do you know is there a book that tells you all ah these you things? see this is a good thing about <laughs> thank god for social media that's all i can say and another one which i really didn't know you know there's and the weather bit of the emojis yeah. again back to weather yeah. it looks i thought it was a cloud blowing air yeah like windy yeah windy but yeah. when you look at it on the big screen it's actually a woman's face blowing and it means blowjob. I hope you have news that to you. Yeah, I, I send that. It's like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, don't be sending that to your mother. Or suck my eggplant. <laughs> suck my aubergine. Um, and then the very last one, which is quite, which I got straight away, is the bone. No, I don't know what that is either. Hard on. Oh, okay. So, I mean... Please, if you've been using these, which I do, and obviously Jintz does to her mum, you might want to... Um... I might want to rethink, but to be fair, most of the people I text wouldn't know what they no. meant either. Yeah, but I, I know if now. If I sent a pretzel to John, he'd be thinking, oh, lovely, we'll have a little snack when I get home. <laughs> and it's very windy. <laughs> oh, and, it, and, and it's been raining. Oh, she's got some cherries as well. <laughs> lovely. Right on oh, snack. and a bit of taco. <laughs> It's all about the food <laughs> <It's all> about <laughs> and the weather. <laughs> Lemonade. Anyway, so that's that's what I, I that's what that. I learned this week. That was my wow. that was my school day this yeah. week. How how's your that's week really been? Interesting. Yeah. My, I, yes. Again, it's it's been hot. We put on. How have you been sleeping? You don't sleep that well anyway, Lou. How's your sleeping in the heat? No, because I've I've found. Luckily, I found a sheet that I knew I had somewhere in the cupboard. So I put just a sheet on and I've pulled the duvet back. My oh. husband loves to wrap himself in the duvet. And the other night, I couldn't even touch him. He was so hot. Wow. So he was asleep. He, he didn't was, wake him up. No, and he, but no. he wakes up so thirsty because he's, oh, he's, he's so hot. So I, I'm just changing the sheets every other day. So I've put a sheet on now. So you've got a sheet instead of a duvet. Yeah. Oh, that's a He's cute. not happy. <laughs> Does he still want his duvet? Yeah. 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 Well, this might help. Oh, go you. on. Um, author and period guru uh, Maisie Hill said that having a separate duvet, uh, separate to her husband, that is, has been revolutionary for her sleeping. So this week, I asked on Instagram, um, I asked our lovely uh, followers uh, whether they have separate duvets or even beds um, than your partner, especially in this heat, because um, um, a lot of you are feeling that that at the moment so Michelle responded by saying separate duvets are a must so she's obviously gone mm. for that before lazy gardener told us yes separate beds for my hubby snoring and my insomnia <laughs> uh, Mrs Menno Cause said he's on top separate beds 
on separate floors. <laughs> <laughs> that's, I love that. That's, that, that's, that's the ultimate extreme. step. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And Sophie told us that she has separate beds. Um, so separate beds and separate rooms seem to be um, really popular, um, mm. as others um, that, that text us or commented said. But I think a separate duvet. I love the idea of a separate duvet. What you mean? So two, two, two like single duvets. duvets. What inside your king duvet? No, because no. I'm just thinking I would no, get into a right pickle. Oh, I'd be no. so hot trying to sort that out. Lou, think about that for a minute. What would be the point? Well, because you'd have one put the like the ten tog over one side and the yeah. three tog over the other. Okay, so it would yeah, that would work. That's in where one sense. That's what was my head was. No. I'd complicated single, everything. Two single two singles so you could have separate uh, a thinner one and a fatter one but also if your husband <coughs> likes to wrap himself cocoon. up he could cocoon himself and it wouldn't make any difference to you would it you no. he wouldn't pull the quilt off you um so it's actually a, it's actually a thing called the scandinavian sleep method um simplifying sleep and it, they think is key so the pros to separate duvets mm. is one you can choose uh the duvet that suits your temperature so again togs yeah two it's easy to adjust at night so if if one of you has a habit of turning over and taking the whole duvet with you and then leaving the other yeah, one the... with nothing on them mm. um that can wake you up so you don't have that problem um there's no fighting for the covers it goes back to that and snuggling with the duvet has never been easier so not in this weather but if you do want to I quite like tucking it under my feet and everything which is quite difficult and so I'm, yeah yeah no yeah. I got my feet out yeah no I always like have my feet out the duvet even in the winter I can't have hot feet sends me wild and I don't mean in the right you way see, if I liked having my feet out I couldn't because if I with one duvet because if I had my feet out I'd have to bring it right up do you know what I mean? See, no, I just so flick the bottom bit over and just put my feet out so I'm yeah. on my side. Yeah. So, yeah, we're boring everyone with our sleep yeah. <laughs> details here. If anyone's still do? listening. If anyone's still there. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm going to, I'm actually going to try that when I can afford to buy two duvets. I was going to say, it's, it's, right it's, it's, it's money. And then you've got yeah. two duvet covers, haven't yeah, you, single you have, ones. You so have. it does cost. And the, 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 um, you've got the pros, but one of the cons, I suppose, that some people have said is how do you make the bed look? nice when you've got two duvets I mean that's aesthetic you, you know, and I don't give aesthetic. a toss about that I really. really and I if like you're that bothered bed. you could put one throw over the top yeah I'll crochet another blanket yeah yeah so separate duvets might help us in in the heat um but what you know what else might help us so Kerry one of our uh, followers told us my body temperature is always out and this heat is unbearable. Uh, we've got two fans going and I've just bought a handheld one, which is brilliant. So a handheld fan might mm. be quite good, not necessarily when you're sleeping, but fans at night might help. Zoe Hodson of Manchester Menopause Hive said that she's seeing a lot of recommendations for neck fans. This isn't oh. at night. This is just usual. Have you seen them? Yes, it's like it yeah. hangs around your neck and yeah. blows up. Yeah. What a great idea. And they're only about $9.95. I bet you I can't get them for anything now no, in this weather. No, because no, if you turn to ash when you go outside, you'll, you'll be left with a fan, <laughs> according to the BBC. Just, just a fan falling on the floor. <laughs> you can probably get them at a very huge inflated price. I yeah. expect some people are selling them at, making, making the most of it. Um, and also, Zoe says she wouldn't recommend cleaning cleaning the bathroom at the moment in the heat she said she's melting 
cat menopause pt said she's climbing into her kids paddling pool with them but there's not much space as the dog decided to get in there too (laughs) so there's some ideas to cool down um i got some tips from hello magazine some of them were absolutely ridiculous i just thought who is gonna do that so i've picked out the ones i thought might work number one is use a water spray so so you can spray yourself if you're doing the um uh, number two is give your um bed sheets a light spray with the water spray mm. not soak because that wouldn't be very pleasant oh, but no. a light spray chill your sheets is another one so How? put them in the free put them in a plastic bag my king size in duvet freezer. in the freezer i can't move for love or money my frozen chips keep falling out <laughs> i mean now i've got open out of getting anything in that freezer have you my, my i've freezer, seen your fridge seen my fridge my freezer is much the same the drawers are broken yeah. they've, I've, they've had that much and it needs to frost them. <clears> yeah I hate to frost in the freezer, oh, do you? Darling, it. It's what a boring job it is. Oh, it's a winter job, isn't it? When it you've got is, nothing else it? to do. Probably should do it. This would be quite good in the summer. It'd be quite cooling. You could maybe. actually get, yeah, get your head right in there. Yeah, you could. Anyway, anyone, anyone still, still listening? listening? <laughs> <laughs> Keep your pillows cool. Invest in a pair of cooling gel inserts for your pillows. I didn't even know they existed. Simple and easy to use. They can help with migraines, stress and tension headaches, as well as flu and fever. Now, that is a good It tip. is. It is. Like so that that's one. pillow cooling inserts. Close the curtains during the day. I do that anyway. i got my blinds down. Well done. Open windows. Oh, I didn't think of that. Oh, God. I'm so glad they wrote that one down. <laughs> and this one. Use a fan. <laughs> and this one which i thought was really good is uh but i know it's obvious but not necessarily to help you in sleep is stay hydrated if you stay hydrated during the day yeah then you're less likely to have a headache or you know wake up during the night and i'm a terrible one for drinking water i found there's some a lovely little bit of um oh what they call cordials Mm. i put a drop of cordial in my water so much nicer i can drink pints of it then that makes such a difference, yeah. doesn't it? If you don't like water. Yeah, yeah. so yeah, make makes me drink. So just find anything, as long as it's water based and not not too yeah. sugary, that would actually get that water down you and good in you, tip. I think. Yeah, good tip. I, I bet they didn't have that in hello. They didn't have that in hello. No. Yeah. No. No, they didn't. Well, write to them, Lou. Um, and um, so another thing this week I just want to mention quickly in case anyone's missed it is Marks <coughs> and Spencers are to remove the best before dates from more than yes. 300 fruit and veg products in a bid to reduce food waste. That's brilliant, isn't it? I mean, you know, what? when your salad's gone, you know, yeah. slimy, yeah. You, you know, your bag of salad, you, you know, you know, when your aubergines gone yeah. slimy, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> your, your cherries are a little <laughs> lagging. <laughs> Actually, that's probably post-menopause, isn't it? (laughs) And you know when your pretzels might have gone soft. Exactly. (laughs) Anyway, Andrew Clappen of Marks and Spencers says, our teams and suppliers work hard to deliver fresh, delicious, responsibly sourced produce at at great value. And we need to do all we can to make sure none of it gets thrown away. Uh, best before dates on these products will be replaced by a new code through which MS store staff can check fresh freshness and quality. So I yeah, I just think that's really good. I, oh, I think, me too, um, with fruit and veg. I mean, yeah. yeah. I used to work with a girl and she used to she used to chuck her potatoes away as soon as the, the you know, Best Buy, you know. Yeah. And I went, What are you doing? She went, Well, I can't eat them. Why? 
I know it's mad, and it's. I think it's a younger generation as yeah. well. They, you know, we'll just. I'll just eat it. I'll do it. the sniff test yeah. while I'm dairy yeah. food. And that I, yeah. You know, well, the thing and... about dairy here, it says um, the <clears throat> other retailers made similar decisions in recent years, with Tesco scrapping before dates on more than a hundred fruit and veg in 2018, and January this year, Morrison's announced its plan to remove dates from it from 90% of its own brand milk and encourage customers to use a sniff test well, there we instead go. before throwing products away. Sniff so, test, or you put it in your tea, you've got lumps. Turns, chuck it out. Starts turning to clotted cream. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Use, maybe use it as a little bit of penicillin. No, don't. That's, no, that's, no. that's not good. Or that's make a bit of natural advice. yogurt maybe from yes. it. Yes, a bit of Labne. Labne. Um, and I will just add, I don't know if you, have you heard of the app Olio? Yes. So and yes, that's I have. a really good way. If you've got anything that you know you're not going to eat and that you don't want to waste. Yeah, my so lovely neighbor uses it a lot and she gets a lot of food from it as well. It's brilliant. Yeah. So basically, if you haven't heard of it, I think it's everywhere, isn't yeah. it? You, you download. I'm the, saying yes. I'm you, like, I know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you download <coughs> it and you um, you basically you share your food so you can you can give away food and you can get spare food. So you can look on there and somebody might say, oh, I've got loads of potatoes, potatoes um that are out of date does anyone want them yes please i want cherries i want cherries and pretzels for uh, for tea please Mm. um and there we go so it's worth it's worth doing food free fantastic good for the planet good for your pocket oh somebody needs to claim that don't they (laughs) i don't know who new book book collective yeah we're, and we're reading kate codrington's second spring we, we are, just started we are. We, we've heard we? so much about it and as you know we we did our gorilla um booking booking didn't we and we've been moving this book around and we've read kind of little bits and bobs from it but neither of us have actually read the whole book have we no. so it's been a it's gonna dive in over the summer holidays yeah. aren't we properly we are we are Lou so have you managed to read the introduction or anything yet, I've read Lou? the intro and I've got to page 30 so I haven't really got very far and to be fair with this hot weather I've just been getting into bed picking the book up and going to sleep, sleep. yeah yeah it's exhausting yeah but um so far so good although you know what I'm like with a, a book like this non-fiction. I struggle, whereas you, I'm the opposite. You're the op- we are complete opposites. A fiction it's book, funny, I would just it, it would just take me, and I'll I'll finish it and yeah. stay awake all night until I finish it. Yeah. A non-fiction book, I pick it up and my eyes are closing, and that's nothing against Kate. It's just the it's, way we are. I need to read it say, in the day rather than yeah. at night because I get more from it. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm I'm the opposite. I've I'm up to f- page forty five, and I could have gone on because um, I just love it. There's just so much information in there. What I love, it's it's not like a menopause book that I've read before pre- previously. Most of the I mean, I've read a lot. No, uh, I know you have. She's and, well read. Uh, yes, um, but th- this is it. It's, it's just brilliant it involves everything and like I say it's called second spring and I don't know probably most people know now second spring it is, is what the Chinese call um, menopause it's a time the um, new cycle yeah yeah it, exactly. she calls it. it is and it's all about life's seasons um the forward by um by Uma Dinsmore Thule oh I, yeah because we talked about it. that didn't we, we yeah did. yeah and it I was just good even just read you can you can see sort of her influence right the way through mm. the 
mm. the book, really. Um, and she says about the book, Kate's writing is the ideal companion for the journey of menopause. And believe me, the menopausal journey is not a journey anyone should make alone. It is a journey that needs courage and encouragement, the companionship of fellow travellers on the path. And yeah, I agree. And we find that whether that's through uh, real friends, face-to-face friends or, or social media, a lot of people get quite a lot of comfort and, and support on me on social media if they can't get it from their GPs. Um, she also says, Lou, stepping through the door of menopause, we step into our full power. We step up into the capacity to see clearly and we step forward to show others the way to freedom. So why is it so uh, feared and so reviled? Because freedom is disruptive. And to me that I haven't, I've only read to page 45, but to me that sentence kind of sums up what the book's going to be yeah. about. It's going to be a little bit about empowering um, and seeing it in a positive light, even though it's not easy to get to that no, point. It's certainly not. Her, her um, little piece on second spring and the new cycle is, and she says, it's a bit like the annual spring that you can sense in the air that new life is coming even before you see it. Gradually, the new ideas and possibilities start to take shape, containing all the best qualities of your first life spring, including vulnerability and experimentation. This is what we're doing, isn't it? Experimenting with this pod. But this time round, with all the wisdom gained from difficult life lessons learnt and a big dose of I don't give a shit, the developmental tasks of second spring are to explore and to be tender with yourself. And there's a tiny little quote from obviously a reader or somebody she knows called Fern. And she says, finally, I get to be the teenager I longed to be all those years ago, yeah. which I love. It's amazing, mm-hmm. isn't it? And she does, and she talks about the, so the first spring was our adolescence, yes. wasn't it? And um, then we have the, our summer obviously autumn the winter of our lives as we have in our cycle yeah um and it's a really good way of looking at it I think it helps you sort of understand uh where why and when we should be resting and why and when we we can um really come into ourselves and you know not push it no I am looking forward to it but I just won't be reading it at night time yeah okay where we where are we going to have a go to read to next time gents because you did we did talk about it didn't we we did we're going to read next week we're going to read up to page 65 honor the blood and tears so if you're reading with us um, please read up to there and let us know what you think of those um chapters Today, our guest is homeopath and menopause specialist, Caroline Gaskin. Caroline is an accomplished homeopath, flower essence prescriber, and health coach with over 20 years experience. She works from her London-based practice and has more recently expanded worldwide with online consultations. She is a hormonal health expert and draws on many years experience of working in PR for complementary health, holistic parenting, organic lifestyle, permaculture, 
and sustainable systems, as well as natural health. Well done, Lou. Oh, I know. Now, Caroline has so much experience and qualifications that this didn't seem enough of an introduction. But by the same token, if we listed everything, Caroline, we wouldn't have time for any questions. <laughs> so here are just a few snippets. Caroline has established trauma response clinics in times of crisis, most recently for the Grenfell disaster. She tutors and lectures extensively in homeopathy and supervises student clinics, also offering one-to-one -one student and practitioner supervision and motivational coaching. Um, not sure how she finds the time, but she <laughs> also speaks at webinars, writes for magazines, and is the author of the book, Bird is the Word, and runs retreat retreats. In fact, it was on one of these retreats uh, that my dear friend, Ali, um, uh, met Caroline and put us in touch. So thank you for that, Ali. Um, so you can find all Caroline's qualifications and more info on her web website, which will, will all be on our podcast show notes uh, later on. Um, so welcome, Caroline. Welcome. Hello. Thanks for fitting us so in. So nice to be here. This is very, very busy. <laughs> so can we begin with a really simple question for simple folk like Jintz and I? What exactly is homeopathy? <laughs> Ah, uh, one yes. of those huge, you know, big, Sorry. small question, big answers that you could give. So I guess um, one of the simplest ways to explain it is it is different to herbal medicine and mainstream medicine. That If you take some of it, it will have what I call push-shove effect. It will make something happen. So it will either make something happen or it will block an action in the body. With homeopathy and flower essences, it's a little bit more like something like yoga or breathing in that it's energetic so we could also say it's vibrational now that is is a different quality to flower essences and that's in how how the substance is made so we do use natural substances we don't test on animals which is which is huge we actually test or prove our remedies on healthy people so a group of healthy people said says yes I'm in a great place. I'm feeling good about myself. I'm on a good diet. My life's pretty measured and I haven't got a lot of stress coming up. And I'll enter into what we call approving. And that means that they'll take the remedy for a period of time and note the symptoms that they manifest. And that's what we call approving. And then what we have, just for instance, if we were to create a remedy for, um, I'm going to choose an example, which is fairly obvious, like hay fever, where we know that something's happening you know the mm -hmm. eyes are streaming the nose is running we might have a tickle in the throat etc so if we started to manifest unusual symptoms when we're in a healthy place we would write those down and say this is this is what the remedy is showing us that it could be used for and then we go back which also herbalists do as well and we might spend some time with the element the plant the mineral or whatever it is we're using and have a look at it and see what its properties are. So many of the plant properties indicate to us what they might be useful for. Um, the other way of gathering information about a remedy is what we call clinical proving. So we start to give somebody the remedy for actual hay fever. They yeah. come in with the hay fever and we give them the remedy. And um, we perhaps notice that when we give that remedy, it also sorts out something else. So we make a little note of that. And then, and then we start to observe over time and compare with each other and say, do you know what, that, that remedy that's great for hay fever is also good for 
knee problems, for instance, or something yeah. like that, or cystitis or whatever. So we gather information about it. And, and just as an example about the information that a plant might give us, we have a plant called Agnes Castus, which is a well-known plant for he female hormonal issues, whether it's not getting our periods at puberty or struggling with our periods when we're going into perimenopause and menopause. And that plant um, has its berries. They're in like the fork of the plant. Mm -hmm. They're two little berries and they actually look like our ovaries, ovaries or our testes wow. when you look at them. So the plant is telling us something and we call that the doctrine of signatures. It's, it's like the signature of the plant. So just as a, yeah, so the key thing is we're not dealing with material substances. So a lot of what I do could be used alongside mainstream medicine yeah. or herbs or other health choices it almost um it goes back doesn't it to sort of how um we would have you know when we had time to actually look at nature a bit oh better and, yeah. yeah it does I and that. i think one of the keys around you know around menopause particularly um perimenopausal period is learning to have time to ourselves and i although i drove to my mum's this weekend she lives bloody miles away um and drove back and it was hot um I had a really restful weekend of walks being in her garden eating nourishing food and it's kind of I feel really different I don't often do a weekend like that and I think that is something that we often need to factor in yeah mm -hmm. at this time of change so why do you think menopause is such a big deal uh, these days um is it because uh, we are kind of all that, that you know, menopausal age, it, but it does seem to be, you know, at the forefront at the moment in the news, in the media um, and with um, celebrities and things. Why, why do you think that is, Caroline? Well, I think it's in the news because it's finally been acknowledged that it, it is something that we need to support women in. And I think even if we go back several decades, we could, you know, it would have been lovely to have more support. And I certainly mm. get older women my mum's age saying, there was no conversation, there was no support, I suffered headaches, or, you know, maybe I had a hysterectomy, you know, suffered terrible periods, you know, without any explanation. So, so I worked with Meg Matthews, probably three, four years ago, when she, she came to see me, and she said, oh, oh this, is, this is awful, what's going on, I want to do something about it. And, and I said, you absolutely must, you know, because we need people with a name. Mm to do something yeah, about she it. She was like so, one of the first people yeah. really wasn't she to speak <clears throat> totally. out. Totally. Yeah. Yeah, she was just like this is not on, you know, and and we need women to say it's not on. But, so there's that um we are talking about it that's great and and work, you know, workplaces do have budgets for well-being and they are acknowledging that we are in the workplace for for at least 15 years beyond classic menopause time and as menopause is getting younger for the reasons I'm about to talk about you know we we um we we recognize that that will be even longer you know so if a woman's having menopause at 35 or, or early 40s you know she's going to be in work for 20 odd years post menopause how mm -hmm. do we support women in you know before during and after menopause and and what's the value of menopause what's the message you know so so why are we so compromised? I'm afraid is really all the 20th and 21st century environmental stuff, you know, and that includes, um, you know, it includes maybe 
you know, younger women who've taken a lot of things like the um, morning after pill and seeing how that's changed their cycle and then not adjusted that or done something about that. Um, it could be um, that we are eating things which mimic our hormones. So, you know, if we eat pesticide laden food, pesticides mimic our hormones. If we wrap our food in plastic and heat it up, that will leach um, hormone like substances into the food and then and then we eat that food and and that disrupts our hormones so there's many factors that mean that we are hormonally imbalanced and mainly estrogen dominant and what happens is we move from sort of pre into peri into menopause is that our natural hormones drop away and we're left with this sort of clanging clattering you know really um, edgy stuff of the synthetic hormones so a lot of it is about learning to shift that somehow you know yeah. and that can be simple measures it doesn't have to be terribly difficult or hugely expensive to do a, a detox for instance yeah. we just need to perhaps do it a couple of times a year you know yeah I, I love what you're saying there about going right the way back because we tend to think all oh, right I'm in menopause now mm-hmm. and this is a beginning but actually when you think um, our sort of age group, we were just thrown on the pill. Oh, you don't want your contraception. Mm-hmm. You don't. You don't want to get pregnant. Thrown on the pill. pill never told anything about it. Never really were told was, to ask any questions. You never asked. It was asked quite any liberating questions. though taking it, it was. was the pill because you had yeah. you you thought you were in control. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so so that that was a thing. You know, in in the eighties. Oh wow, I'm you know I'm in control of all of this. <laughs> yeah, but we weren't told about our own hormones no. and what we started off with. No. And, and, well, and also they didn't know you know it's like we've been trying to adjust our hormones for a long time you know we haven't just had terrible menopause symptoms recently I mean I I think when you look back and you look into Victorian times and you know tying yourself in with that corset and still trying to do periods you know or whatever you know it's like they we and we also that's the time you know industrial age when we took ourselves out of the fields out of the calm and the green and the things that actually ground us and helped during menopause you know and shoved ourselves into sort of factories and houses and didn't see the light of day enough and didn't eat you know enough food if we weren't you know if we weren't middle middle class you know we didn't have enough food to eat and and so and maybe we started work at a young age, you know, when we look at what we did in the industrial age. So, so it's had a kind of massive impact. And, and in fact, we've been talking about menopause since that time, you know, and looking at ways of adjusting menopause and using um, various hormones, you know, be they synthetic or borrowed from animals. And so it's in often using too much, you know, and then that creates complete imbalance. And I think, you know, when I take a case when a woman comes to see me, I'll often say, have you been on the pill? And if the answer is yes, I'll say, well, how was it for you? And that story is very interesting, you know, because if you feel not yourself or you gained weight or, um, I don't know, it gave you headaches, guess what's going to happen at menopause? Mm. You know, same thing. And And there's actually a lot of young women and a lot of sites um, and a lot of forums talking about the effect of the pill which we never had that no no we, you know it's just no. huge I've, I've come across loads of stuff people keep because of what I work in they keep sending me you know Instagram profiles have you seen this and I'm like that's so great that young women are thinking mm. should I be shoving a tampon yeah. inside yeah. or should I be allowing a bleed and using a Libby cup or you know a yeah. menstrual cup you know 
Yeah, we never, much more open. No, we yes, never had that. Yes, having the discussion, isn't it? They're having yeah. the discussion. I and mean, we never had social media. And I mean, that is the positive no. side of social media, isn't it? Where you, that information gathering and researching. It's, so yeah. you can make a de- an informed decision. Yeah, absolutely. You know, things like, I mean, it never occurred to me ever that a tampon was dehydrating my interior and that all my lovely lady juices <laughs> were also being sucked out of me. Yeah. So, so yeah. Guess what we suffer at menopause? I mean, is it going yeah. to be different for Libby cup and menstrual cup users? Mm-hmm. We that's don't going know to be that interesting, yet. isn't it? That's going to, that's that generation really coming through. Yeah. 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 So we mentioned Fun. retreats and I worked on them. Um, men of heaven and it was the first time that I'd ever been asked on mass about or, or in any situation really about vaginal dryness and discomfort yeah. it was so interesting it was almost, almost like everybody in the group asked whereas that can be a topic which it doesn't come up in consultation be, you know and it, it might why doesn't it why don't you know supposedly only 50 percent of us get hot flushes well I never went to the doctor with hot flushes no. so do the doctors know you know what is what is yeah. the reality we're discussing it aren't we yeah yeah I, yeah I, I think we are the generation that are talking about it so, I talked yeah. to one of my I'm a hairdresser as well part-time and um I talked to one of my clients at her previous appointment about vaginal atrophy yeah. and she came back she went everything's sorted I'm all, you know and I'm so much more comfortable and and you know we're having that discussion and we're having it in you know in cafes and at yeah. the salon and we're having it everywhere and that's how it should be yeah it's it's some interesting stats around you know 13 million of us are going through menopause at any one time and you know and I work a lot with natural menopause solutions and I say let's start here let's see let's see what we can do with some simple yeah. um changes lifestyle changes things that you can do at home not, not often not even entering into homeopathy um or flower essences initially yeah. And and it's amazing when I do courses and they're usually like a four week course and some people will start on a little cleanse with superfoods and um, some skin brushing natural using a natural dry bristle brush um, and then doing hot and cold showers. And, and if the others on the course haven't done that and they hear what what happens in that first week, oh, I'm feeling so much brighter and not so I haven't got so much brain fog going on. I mean, maybe that's all you need. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you think that's partly because those three things that you you mentioned, the skin brushing and and, you know, and the cold water um, part of it, do you think so, some of it isn't actually what it is, but it's actually allowing that time for yourself because yeah. they all involve that you would yeah. class yeah. them all as self-care, wouldn't you yeah, really? Totally. Yeah. They are. But I mean, I think really everybody should should skin brush with a natural bristle brush before before a shower and end on a cold shower for all sorts of reasons. It could down. be I circulation. Right. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. But yeah, I think, you know, everybody could do with that. But when you when you do that, for instance, at menopause, I mean, look, we've been sitting at Zoom for two and a half years. You know, I don't move as much when I sit at Zoom as I do when I work in my practice and I run up and downstairs between my practice room and the pharmacy with prescriptions um zoom i can sit here all day you know have to remind myself not and i'm not running up and downstairs because i live in a flat so that means that i'm not moving my lymph system in a way that it needs to be moved if i'm going to bring energy to the lower body which is where our periods are taking place mm-hmm. <laughs> you know so so that sort of skin brushing with a with a dry bristle brush before natural bristle brush we well, say natural because you don't want, definitely don't want to do that with a synthetic 
crush yeah. would be horrible yeah. but um but you know doing that every day will stimulate your lymph system it will stimulate hormone receptors that are for the for leptin which is just under the surface of the other skin you know that could aid you in weight loss menopause weight gain for instance is an issue there's so many pluses around that and if you get rid of the toxins guess what you think clearer you know your, your brain brightens up so so and definitely you know we know now sort of ending with a cold shower really helps on that level as well yeah. um I always say you might scream and shout for the first week if it's really cold water <laughs> very loudly when I go when I go in cold water um but talking of, of natural natural things Caroline so a, a lot of people tell us you know at the cafes and things um and you hear it a lot from friends that they want to go through their menopause naturally um which mm. usually means I take that usually to mean that they don't want or maybe they cannot have uh, any medication or HRT mm. um so if we've got um, debilitating symptoms, um, how can we do that? I suppose the skin brushing is going uh, to help, but uh, and also can we do a, a bit of both? Yeah, great questions. And I think as the other one that I would put in there is so we talk. So sometimes HRT is contraindicated. We can't we can't take yes. you know um, mm. some kind of hormone replacement, um, or we might have tried it and it didn't work, or we've or we've or we're on HRT and it's not sorting everything um or we're on hrt and it's working and then things change you know because we are changing in the background and so that's actually very common and i think all of those scenarios you know you should definitely consult a health professional if you if you feel like something isn't shifting so if you're on hrt but you still got insomnia or you've got surges of anxiety it's like okay what well, what might we do about that you know there are lots of potential solutions i mean i've just grabbed a couple of uh, um, flower essences for instance so so calm and clear is a really lovely one for anxiety these are the australian bush flower essences that i use a lot i do use other flower essences um but i particularly like these i think they're very contemporary very easy to grab like your your local health store will have these um and this one's called woman essence you know so so many women i just say take this throughout the, the whole menopause situation and you'll have um there it's a combination of essences so there's some in there for clarity there's some for worry there's some for um dehydration as we said um some for balancing your female hormones um that, you know some more impact on the ovaries directly for instance and so um we could have a thread that we run whatever our choices are through everything that something like the flower essences are easy to do mm. um they're a little well, bit the, less the heady than the homeopathy sorry are the are, are the flower essences for anyone listening that couldn't see those that there's like a little pipette thing are they like a tincture yeah, or yeah. are they an oil that you burn or are you put them in good, good great question yeah so the so these are the australian bush flower essences and there are other english flower essence groups they're just less explored generally i would right. say for things like female hormones um and um they are readily available from health stores online you know they're you, you, once you you go and look for them you'll be like oh yeah i've seen these everywhere. they're all over the place <laughs> yeah i've seen them everywhere <laughs> don't have them in waitrose yet i don't think but, <laughs> but not yet <laughs> yes yeah, so they're readily available and you just take seven drops am and pm um, and normally we say for a physical condition, we 
we'd taken for a month. So if you wanted to do a cleanse and detox, you might use purifying essence for a month. Um, but emotional stuff, we tend to say a couple of weeks, you know, and then and then you'll feel the balance. So as an example, there's another one I bought in called Cognis Essence. And I had a friend who was struggling with brain fog. And I knew that she wasn't really going to come see me for a long enough chat. So I just, why don't you get some Cognis Essence and pop it in your water when you're working? She said, I cannot believe what a difference it's made wow. to my brain fog which is beautiful, you know, yeah, and you're talking definitely. about 12.95. Yeah. And it's, it's a low cost impact in yeah. terms of wallet, which is good. And you can just pop that in your so, water. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I think, you know, what you're looking for is to, is definitely to see a positive effect from whatever you choose, you know. So um, I, what I like about the, the natural health options um, and particularly homeopathy, flower essences, things like skin brushing, things like adding magnesium into your world or taking essential fatty acids is that they can be done alongside other health choices. Whereas herbal essences, herbal tinctures, you do need to be careful that they don't interact with any medication that you're taking. Yeah. Um, and the other thing I would say about essential oils, so pure essential oils, aromatherapy, is again, that is very potent. And so you just want to check it doesn't interact and also to check that it's suitable for you. So just that's just again, explaining that difference between material substance and, and an energetic or lifestyle change. Mm. You know. So we know that in our perimenopause, symptoms can differ hugely, not just from person to person, but in comparison to our postmenopause symptoms. Mm. So what would be our first steps to take in perimenopause and any advice for those in postmenopause, whether folks are in their 40s or their 80s? Is it and anything in between? It's a big question. That's huge. <laughs> your, yeah. There's many questions There's in many one a there. question there. Sorry, Carol. No, <laughs> I, th I was thinking actually, one of the is just don't leave it too late. You know, the what was great about Menno Heaven this year is we had at least two, if not three, ladies who were simply curious. My mates are going through this. I'm interested to see what it's going to be. And and they had no signs of menopause being on the way. And I was like, wow, that, that's amazing. That We've come amazing. a long way in just a few yeah. years. You know? so, so be prepared and be conscious of your cycle. If your cycle changes, try to figure out what's going on. And I, I will mention this. Um, it's, it's just being recognized that 42% of women have seen changes in their cycle in long COVID and post COVID vaccine. 42%. Now that might settle down with time we don't know we we need to see that but i was just like wow that's massive you know yeah. if you got stuck with those changes you'd definitely be wanting to see what could help you you know and that's where as a practitioner i may well get into some of my homeopathic remedies um but um yeah just be conscious of change so so at 42 i went to see my homeopath because i i had this sort of weird feeling i suddenly felt a little bit dizzy i felt a bit a bit odd I was sort of walking down the street feeling I'm just not quite connected and I and it freaked me out obviously yeah. <laughs> and I was like I just felt like I've been a bit drugged and I went to see him and it was actually low blood sugar so my first ever sign that things were changing was that and he gave me a remedy and I got back on track um, and then a little while later I went to see him I oh because I was really irritable 
<laughs> like insanely irritable. Yeah. And um, and he told me I needed more magnesium in my life. And I was like, what? No homeopathic remedy. You know, it's, it's homeopath. So I stepped to my remedy. <laughs> yeah. Where is it? And he sent me off to get a magnesium spray. Well, I have to, rec- I mean, I recommend that to everybody now, you know, because getting magnesium into your life is really important to make a hormone like um, progesterone because the we talk about being estrogen dominant most of us haven't got enough progesterone progesterone is a feel-good hormone that sees us through pregnancy holds babies we've got progesterone receptor sites in the brain that keep our, our brain clear <laughs> you know and if they're clogged up we brain fog with use you know um in fact, progesterone receptor sites might be implicated in a child with ADHD, you know, yeah. so this is, it's not just us, it's its like learning the hormone story has great impact for everybody. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, that early sign of something's not right is, is, you know, go and it may, you may well be as I was back on track for four years before I went back all irritable and biting the heads yeah. off passes by on Marley Mountain Street on the way to work. And I was like, oh got to sort this out and I also the other thing that I felt actually when when I was irritable is I started to get nausea in the mornings like morning sickness and I thought wow this is menopause you know and I now know these 34 symptoms of menopause you know that nausea digestive upsets are amongst those symptoms you know and even though I kind of follow a fairly healthy lifestyle and blah 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 I touched into all of those symptoms at some level you know, even burning mouth syndrome, I did a cleanse and, and I got some ulcers after it. And I was like, oh, what is it I need to change about diet, lifestyle, etc." You know, so and then postmenopause to come to that side of it, we need to look after three B's, brain, bladder and bones. Yeah. So those are the systems mm. that we generally need to restore, look after. And we might be using some of the same tools that we use through menopause. Um, like magnesium um, like like as you just said that exercise that we need to load bearing you know that we need to do for our bones um, so again post-menopause is just beginning to be talked about you know when I put um, an Instagram post up and do a hashtag post-menopause I think when I first started doing that two years ago it sort of like had I don't know less than a hundred or less than a thousand mm. now it's thousands of posts yeah. Yeah. on post menopause you know so we we're growing something amazing <laughs> yeah I can't wait to be post menopausal menopause just wasn't talked no. about 25 years ago no that's no. crazy isn't it no, nobody's sort of passed it down nobody's passed down that information and I think it is we've talked about it before some of it's um societal isn't it where because we're not allowed mm. to age and it's seen as when you say mm. menopause it's seen as like an old granny thing isn't it you're sort of dry yeah. 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 yeah yeah so we don't want to kind of admit that we might be around that age but I mean I think the stigma of that is hopefully with everybody speaking up and and people as you say like Meg Matthews yeah. Davina McCall and all those hopefully yeah, um, you know that stigma you know won't be I won't be there forever. Um, and, and so would you, with your remedies, would you, um, I suppose you'd be looking at the individual person, wouldn't you, and what you help them with, whether they're in peri or mm. post, but are, are there things that are more specific that you'd help them with in, um, or that you'd give them more in perimenopause than you probably perhaps wouldn't in, in postmenopause? Yeah, well, yes, no, often they're the same remedies. Um, yeah. You know, if we're looking at actual 
natural homeopathic remedies. So we're looking at, we're looking for the pattern. You know, when you're taking the case, you're looking for the pattern. And so it could be that somebody has a pattern of irregularity, you know, so the length of the cycle is always varied. It's sometimes it's short, sometimes it's long. The bleed itself might be sometimes it's short, sometimes it's long, sometimes it stops and starts, you know. And if there's a homeopath listening, be going, ah, she needs pulsatilla, you know, <laughs> or it might be that as the cycle changes, you the the cycle becomes shorter and the bleed becomes heavier, or or the cycle becomes longer and the bleed becomes more difficult to establish, you know. So you've got that kind of spotting, and then you suddenly, or you might suddenly flood, you know. I picked up when I picked up my remedies earlier. Um, either I didn't have my glasses on or I wasn't really looking, but I picked up a remedy called phosphorus. And that is actually a remedy that I often give for women who are flooding at menopause, you know, mm. so that that can be really quite frightening. Yeah. Um, it can be uh, it can be a situation where you really do need a solution fast, mm. you know, and so you if you do take the natural health option, it's like you you need to seek solution, you know, yeah. see solution. And that's why, you know, I said that earlier as well. It's like, don't struggle it's like yeah. if something isn't working go and go and get that extra bit of advice but there are certainly remedies that are very easy to take for sort of headaches before the periods or irritability before the periods or tears or depression yeah. you know and I think um I, I wanted to say when you were talking about you know GPs GPs still need to be tra trained massively yeah. in telling the difference between depression and perimenopause yeah. you know and, and the woman who who you know it's quite shocking really I mean I I I kind of like always had a wardrobe crisis what am I gonna wear you know bringing clothes around you know it's like I had it lack of confidence was an issue anyway so it's before doing some speaking or thankfully homeopathy cleared that but you know um that's a different remedy but when a woman comes in and says for the first time in her life I am hit by a lack of confidence you know I've always been a confident woman um, I've always, you know, carried my own she's a successful career and suddenly hit with, you know, dark thoughts, feeling flat, just not wanting to go out, not wanting to look at the world. I mean, that's, yeah, it's crucifying, you know, it's you huge, need a solution. It? Yeah. And it could affect the rest of your life, couldn't it? Decisions yeah. based in, yeah. at, at those times could affect the, everything you do for yeah. the rest of your life. And it's, yeah, it's, it's yeah. huge. It is a minefield, isn't it? But I think it yeah, everybody just, just you know talking about it. But I love I love the ideas of some of these remedies. Do you mm, very much. Yeah, so, written some. I love my well. remedies. Yeah, they're amazing. <laughs> and, and like you say, magnesium. Though that's that's a that is a big. Magnesium is one, key. Yeah. yeah. Would you say that through throughout? Is that one of those throughout and in postmenopause Sta as well? Staple. It's a staple. Yeah. I mean, when we look at especially, you know most people will be listening from the west you know where we don't have you know we don't we don't um nature provides like incredible bounty you know and there are seven thousand plants we could eat in the uk that are in our environment you know but we go to the supermarket it's about 20 you know and it's like oh they've got carrots in <laughs> about whatever. 20 and we buy the same three every week yeah it's exactly yeah. yeah yeah so so um so yeah diversity in our food for instance you know we, we get we get magnesium from eating plenty of greens do we you know and i always often say in workshops um if you were, if everybody ate a plate of organic greens every day we wouldn't there's a lot of problems we wouldn't have you know because we'd be remineralized and magnesium's yeah. a mineral but what it helps us do importantly for say post-menopause is it helps us draw up 
other minerals, particularly calcium and phosphorus that bones are made out of. Mm. So, so in the premenopause, it's more about helping to balance our blood sugar. So we lose magnesium under, you know, stress, sweating, um, tea, coffee, alcohol, you know, the, the Western wonders that we love, you know, <laughs> sugar as well, you know, these things deplete our magnesium levels. And so it's something we need to re restore on a regular basis. Mm. And um, so pre-menopause, perimenopause, it's more about balancing your blood sugar. In menopause, it might be to res help restore um, because of excess sweating. Um, and post-menopause, it's, it's looking after your bones. So it does have, but I mean, magnesium has, lots and lots of roles it has a role in the immune, immune support you know so for some women what they'll notice is before their period they feel like they're getting a cold or they'll get the edge of a sore throat and their manifestation of change will be I just feel like I'm coming down with something every time mm. I get my period I feel rotten I feel low I feel a bit fluey and and actually that's a sign that thyroid needs support as well so you might add in iodine rich foods as well in that situation because the iodine that the thyroid is supposed to be taking up is, is then found throughout the gut as part of our immune response. So, you know, there's a myriad, as we said, 34 symptoms. I mean, I actually think it's about 37 symptoms associated with mm -hmm. menopause. One of them that isn't documented in those 34 is, is asthma and breathing difficulties. Mm. You know, and I noticed the edge of that when I was teaching at one point. I was like, yeah. my breath's not yeah. quite where it should be. Yeah. you're so interesting yeah, yeah yeah I do a lot of breath work and I find mm. that um there's so many people in in uh, perimenopause particularly that are that they're not breathing functionally they're they're, they're yeah. shallow breathing for so long because of probably stress and anxiety yeah. and those sort of things and of, co of course if you've had asthma as a younger person that may cause that to mm. um come back or or get worse so that's right yeah, yeah. I, I think I think you're right that should be that should definitely be be in there somewhere yeah um, yeah like a lot of things can come back mental health problems yeah. and things can can come totally. back can't can't they yeah uh, begin definitely they can come back or emerge you know as i've said for yeah. the first time like confidence depression issues that you just never experienced before and that you know really hits you like a truck we, we 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 often as as women i think we belittle our own experiences mm. don't we and we just yeah. think oh that's only that's only everyone's everyone's mum mm -hmm. dies at some point everybody's child leaves home at some point and i've just got to get on yeah. with it we don't actually again it comes back to recognizing as you said doesn't it yeah. recognizing actually okay it might happen to everybody but everybody's not me and i'm i need to, to sort of it's time you know, giving yourself that time yeah. and that and allowance isn't it yeah. to to, mm. to deal with everything and we don't we just brush it under the carpet because yeah. that's what we've done for generations yeah. sadly and find our friends again because i think mm. as yeah. you mentioned earlier caroline didn't you i think that's one of the symptoms for me was pushing i really pushed everyone away i didn't really want to see anybody and actually if i think gosh if i hadn't got help I could find myself totally on my own. And you'd actually, been, it's my friends. My you'd have been sat here on your own. I'd have been sat here on my own, moaning, <laughs> getting irritated and angry. <laughs> but, oh, might be a fun so podcast. <laughs> yeah, it might be. <laughs> you like that Mr. Angry that used to be yeah. on the radio. Mrs. <laughs> angry. Um, throw things around. My yeah. friend, a really dear friend of mine, rang me up once and she said, this is a, this is flowers. She said, I need some more of that black-eyed Susan. And I said, oh, yeah. And she said, yeah. She said, I, I threw, a, I dropped a spoon 
and she used a, a swear word which we won't mention on air she said and, <laughs> and my dog just gave me the dirtiest of looks <laughs> even the dog it does like go and get something <laughs> go and get some black eyed Susan <laughs> do you know what I'm going to tell a dog doggy story as well I've got a, a dear friend who's a yoga teacher and she said she invented a dog in menopause because she could go to the park and shout <laughs> She's shouting. I wish you could remember what she said her dog was called now. And everyone's looking, you just think, yeah, no. Everyone fine. would be thinking, that woman, she's never found her dog. She she's walks up here every day. <laughs> every day that dog runs off. Let's <laughs> get control of that dog. <laughs> oh, yeah, I love that. I love that. I do. <laughs> um, going off that subject a little bit Caroline um I I don't think I sent you this question but your your oh, yeah. I was looking at your um book bird is the mm. word now I looked and I thought oh, I expect it's you know I was expecting something completely different um and it but it actually explores how we can nourish our body and mind uh, by using the everyday practice of bird watching um just like yoga meditation and reading and access a powerful medicine to heal our uncertainty social distraction and act as a digital detox um so one do you still bird watch um and and two do you sort of recommend that i mean it's a it's everyone loves yeah. the sound of birds don't yeah they? i do oh, i do bird watch it's a lifelong habit and and the book is still in in process i'm i'm in in the process of getting it published yeah for me I have watched birds my whole life and I reconnected with that in menopause because I found that like I said yoga wasn't working for me you know and I found that still point I found that also listening with surround like to surround sound um using my senses in a way that I think we become divorced from very easily in, in this kind of situation of forward facing, forward looking, you know, listening only from one source, you know, um, yeah. and, and all those kind of things. Um, I, I think we something happens when we immerse ourselves in nature and truly listen, observe and drop and again, drop into a space which is very different from you know the office space the home space etc so I'd literally walk out the back of the house um, and go and watch the birds and I'd just find this tranquility and and so and it's very simple and I think one of the things about you know a lot of the bird watching books um, is that they you kind of feel like you need an encyclopedia and a lot of kit Mm. to go out and And enjoy doing it and you don't at all it's it's as simple as you know many many of the stories that popped in were were from people who were incapacitated in some way or elderly and in fact their communication with the birds was the balcony or, or from their window and so many like really touching stories have arisen where people are like yeah there was a time when birds were my only friend and I was just oh. like oh you know, wow. it's been incredible what has what is coming into that space yeah. you know so um yeah I mean bird watching is is um a passion of mine and I guess it's a bit like sort of forest bathing and those kind yeah. of mm. things yeah. yeah birds birds would have been our messengers you know like it's very wired into us to have relationships with birds and dogs 
Yeah. Because, you know, dogs helps us, helped us enter the environment and horses, you know. Yeah. It's, and I think we often forget that. Yeah. It's a very natural, um, you know, age old relationship. Yeah. Yeah. It's a bit coming back around, mm. isn't it? And I think mm. we do. We, we welcome that in menopause, don't we? We don't. We haven't got the ego that we had when we were in our 20s. Of It's true. It's true. I think it gives you, you know, menopause is a is a confidence to be who you are, you know, and that's the opportunity. And then the other side of that, I think, you know, there's very few creatures on the planet that that um, have menopause. Yeah. You know, it's us and whales, basically, yeah. and a couple mm. of weird fish, you know. Yeah. yeah. And so it's like, what is the function of yeah. these 30 odd years, you know, beyond menopause, maybe more? Um, and, you know, I think there's a lot of wisdom, a lot of support, a lot of being able to look back and see, as we've said, you know, like yeah. what we've learned and had share share that, you know, yeah. um, for benefit of of the community that we're in. Yeah, I I totally agree. I think that's a good a good place to finish on that note, isn't it? Um, and Car- Caroline, where can people find you? Um, we're going to put all your we'll put um, your Thank website you. and things on the podcast show notes. But you're also uh, on Instagram as well, aren't you? I'm on Instagram as the Menopause Homeopath. And um, I have a Facebook group as well, which is called Managing Menopause Naturally. So we put a link up for that. So those are kind of two spaces where there's a lot of free information. Um, And um, yeah, I mean, I've got a bit bit on YouTube as well, you know, the usual places. Yeah, brilliant. (laughs) Yeah, brilliant. So we'll we'll put all that on our our podcast show notes. oh yeah fantastic so i think so you so much. Yeah, thank you and please come back when the book's out as well so we can yeah i'd love to yeah, learn a yeah. Bit more. thank yeah, you brilliant thank you caroline lovely to speak to you thank, thank you, you. Well, how good was Caroline? Fantastic. And now we've got, I've got a plate of deliciousness in front of me, a funky yes. salad funky from Giunti. Mm. So tell us about this bowl of deliciousness wow. that I've got here. So mm-hmm. we have got an Otello tomato and pea salad and tapenade. Sounds very posh, but it's just a tomato and pea salad, basically. With some but beans. With some beans, with some cannellini beans. So it's very healthy, but really, really fresh and tasty, Lou, isn't it? Yeah, she's got a mouthful. Yeah. <laughs> she can't Sorry, speak. I have. So in here we have fresh garden peas. Mm. Uh, we have onions, new seasons onions, uh, garlic cloves, capers, black olives, a uh, bag of mint, parsley, balsa, a little bit of balsamic vinegar, uh, one juice of one lemon, um, tin of cannellini bin, beans, um, and they use here Otello tomatoes, but you probably use any tomatoes, but the tomatoes are particularly nice, they're, aren't they? They're very soft and yeah. juicy and large. Yeah, they are. So don't use, if you use anything other than cherry or plum, I think you'd be all right, yeah, actually. Yeah. Yeah. And nice and ripe. Get them yeah. ripe. Get, get them, them in the. Get them on your windowsill. Ripen them up. Don't have them from the fridge. Never ever. No. Eat a, eat a tomato from the fridge. Tomato. No, you don't. They, you can't taste them from the fridge. Mm. Leave your tomatoes in a salad drawer outside and not outside. What am I going on about? Tell me to window shut sill. up. I'm getting on my own nerves on the windowsill. She said it about ten minutes ago. Um. So you just boil the peas. <laughs> she. 
looks like Ermintrude from Magic Roundabout at the moment. She's got half a salad hanging out of her mouth. Um, boil the peas for a couple of minutes and then you cook the onions and then with a bit of garlic and you fry half the capers, put that somewhere separate um, and you make the tapenade with your capers and olives. If you don't like olives, obviously leave them they're out. Really they're really nice. I love really olives, nice. but they're so nice. And, and they're, it's quite an intense flavour, but you mix it up with the salad leaves mm. and everything. Um, it, it doesn't matter, does it? You need to give your leaves a little zhuzh in. That gives you a nice zhuzh. Yes. So gently fry the onions and the garlic and you add two-thirds of the tin of the, of the beans um, and then you just throw everything together, really. It really is delicious. Yeah, good. Well, I've got nothing left. No, I've got nothing so, left there now, so it's, it's nice. Gone. And I tell you what, I really enjoyed about this, Lou. Hmm. I was in a bit of a rush, but podding peas. How's that? How's meditative? Meditative. Really meditative. Because I did think, oh god, it'd be easier just to bung a load of bird's eyes in there, which you could. I'm not saying that's wrong, but honestly, take ten minutes. To pod some peas, oh, or shell some peas. <clears throat> shell them. Shell them, don't pod them, because they're already in the pod. We're podding. Yeah, we're podding. <laughs> we're podding right now. Yeah, it was very meditative. I enjoyed that. So make it, eat it, love it. Enjoy it and, and, and make it gone. Thank you so yeah. much, Jens. That was really nice. No worries. Let us know. Let us know how you get on uh, with that. W.I. Lou, sun salutations. Uh, it's been a bit hit and miss this week, I'll be honest. I've just been forget, just forgetting. Yeah. And then I get into bed and I'm half asleep and I go, oh, I'm done. I'm so I'll I do know. them tomorrow. And, you know, I think this is and that, the that's thing it. With... But I'm not putting myself under pressure. I'm no. doing I'm, one. I remember I'm doing it. It's an invitation. It's not a challenge. Yeah. Um, And I think that's the thing with anything. If you're going to do anything new is to have it try and do it at the same time every day yeah, I know it's getting into that habit it, isn't it, it is whatever that time is I mean they do say yoga you, you they're called sun salutations but you don't have to do them as the sun comes up I find that easier to do them first thing in the morning um because again I don't forget then it's and it's it's a habit it, it's just like cleaning my teeth it's yeah. something I do I'll get up have a shower sun salutations and off I pop um but it could be just before your lunch or just before your tea, you know, but introduce it around something else you do daily, you know, and that could be, that we do many things daily, don't we? So uh, that would be my tip to kind yeah. of, you know, otherwise you do, you get to bed, you think, oh Christ, I still, I still haven't done that. Um, but yeah, lots of people joining us. So please, you know, yeah, let, let well us done. know you're getting on, you're getting on really, really well. And, um, and we've got uh, another little thing coming up um, in August, which I will uh, we'll tell you all about um, next week. But I think we've, we just had a message come in from uh, yeah, Lisa. Yeah, so our... from last week, from lovely Lisa, um, Lisa underscored liver dot transplant dot transplant dot journey. She's just announced on her Instagram page, she's really emotional, that she's had a message from King's, which is a hospital in London, that the donor family who she received her liver from have been in touch and um, are happy to receive the letter that she wrote, you know, the card yeah. that she wrote. Yeah. So, which is um, really, really good news. So I think if you want to sort of find out more, go give Lisa a follow. Yeah. And we really look forward to hopefully hearing a really more nice 
positive <clears throat> outcome from from her journey as yeah. well for that oh, i'm so pleased so well for done That's lisa great. yeah she wasn't hanging on to it was she she sort of let it go but if, no. she, felt, if she got a reply it would be it would be great yeah. so yeah that that's that's brilliant well done we're not going to announce the wine today because i i i didn't have time so we're going to put it we're going to put them both on the instagram next week and next week we will do a little wine collective won't we lou yes Quote. Quote. Yes, your turn for the quote. What so have you got for us? I week? have a quote. Well, actually, it's just a little bit of um, bit of a bit of a thought for the day, more of a, than a quote. I like a thought for the day. Yeah, and it's from Alan on the board, and I don't know if you follow them as well. They're on Instagram, so they. Oh, on the they, train board. The train yes. boards on the underground. They always put a thought for the day or a lovely quote, and this one actually quite resonated with me. So here we go thought of the day never ignore a person who cares for you because someday you'll realize you've lost a diamond while you were busy collecting stones how yeah. true is that and I think as we get older we realize that but when you're younger Take you can miss that can't you yeah. yeah miss those diamonds yeah. oh that's lovely Lou Oh, well, that was a great week. Great oh, guest. Thank yeah. you, Caroline, for everything that um, we talked about today. That's that's given us lots of food for thought, hasn't it? Most certainly has. Yeah. So we hope your tea's not gone cold and that you'll join us next Sunday for The Collective. We would love you to subscribe, favourite and review our podcast. It really does help us spread the word. Jesus press the five stars yes please please head over to our instagram page womankind collective to leave comments or dm us with your thoughts or watch us and our guests on our womankind collective youtube channel and lastly you will find all the links recipes guest details and our hashtag where's my clinic campaign petition from menopause clinic in devon on the podcast show notes fantastic and you know when you did your emojis yeah. What does a cup of tea? Do a cup of tea, please tell me that just means a cup of tea. Just means a cup of tea. Oh, There's no sexual God. connotation to that, gents. Thank God for that. God, I'd be, be having sex about 18 <laughs> times a day, else. <laughs> cup of tea? Yeah. <laughs>